Thanks so much for joining us and for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. Our hope as you listen in is that you might encounter Jesus, hear and receive his love, and be encouraged and empowered by his spirit to be and bring life and love to one another and to the other in your world. If you would like to get in touch with us or keep up to date with what's happening in and through the life of Steeple Church, please jump onto our website at steeplechurch.com.au or follow us on the socials via Facebook or Instagram at steeple.church. We're looking forward to meeting you one day soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the message. Bless your fam. but I I like to see the parallels. Uh, And here, Paul is writing to Timothy. He's trying to encourage Timothy, his young, you know, apprentice, for want of a better word. Uh, And he's giving him some teaching and some guidance um, to these people who have been following false teaching um, and kind of gotten it wrong. They've kind of gotten numb to the fact that they've um, heard wrong things. He describes it as their um, conscience being seared with a hot iron, kind of like just cauterized um, and they're numb to it. They don't realize that that's actually wrong. And so Paul is trying to encourage Timothy in how to teach correctly. So we read, but reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptance For to this end, we both labour and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God, who is the saviour of all men, especially of those who believe. These things command and teach. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given you by prophecy and the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. And there's two bits that I want to highlight here. That being exercise yourself toward godliness and be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith and in purity. That's up there. And I'm highlighting these two because I've been doing a bit of reading about discipleship and discipling. And you could come up with a variety of different definitions to what it means to be a disciple of Jesus and what it looks like to disciple people. And I like this as a definition. To be a disciple of Jesus is to exercise or train yourself toward godliness. And discipling others is by being an example to the believers, to others, in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. I think that's great. And here's the question, but why? Why would we do that? Why would we train ourselves? Exercise and training is not all joyous. We know that, otherwise everyone would be really fit and ripped. It's hard work. To be an example to all believers, it kind of puts you, puts you out there. Everyone's looking at you. Everyone's watching you. You're an example. You're letting people look to you um, for guidance. Why would we do this? 
And I love it because Paul actually gives us the why. Verse 8, he says, Bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things because we have the promise of the life that now is and is to come. Pursuing or exercising for godliness is spiritual and it's eternal. Having a really fit body is great while we're here, but it's not eternal, but spirituality is. He then goes on in verse 10. Why? Because we trust in the living God who is the saviour of all men. We trust, we hope, if you're in the NIV version, in the living God who is the saviour of all men. I feel like you could stop there. That's a pretty good why to me. But then he goes on in verse 16 at the very bottom. We do this. Why do we exercise ourselves in godliness? Why should we ever be an example for others? Because in doing this, we will save both ourselves and those who hear us. And it's not saying that by our good works and the good things we do, we're saving people. No, we know, Corey mentioned John 3.16, for those who believe will be saved and have eternal life. It's not by doing good things. But if we truly believe that God is who he says he is, that his word is true, then we will be exercising ourselves toward godliness because we're pursuing him. And from that, that fruit will be an example. So great. That's why. Awesome. But how? We need a how. Otherwise, we're just walking around in circles. You're that person at the gym that's kind of like doing really dodgy lifts and potentially going to break their back. Not helpful. And Paul tells us how to. Isn't he great? He says, Till I come, give attention to reading, exhortation, to doctrine. So the reading he's referring to is public reading. So they would, kind of like what we're doing now, they'd read scripture together and they'd unpack it and explore it together. Like church, like connect group. Exhortation, preaching, um, addressing. I googled exhortation because I just love googling words. And it says, address or communicate emphatically, urging someone to do something. It's like, ooh, that's really cool. And so what it means by exhortation or preaching is you're applying it to your life. And it's not going to be all sunshine and roses. It's going to be hard. There's going to be times of rebuke. There's going to be times where you're really confronted by something. Ooh, I shouldn't do that. That God is teaching you. But there will be times of encouragement and there will be times of comfort too. It's all part of the parcel. And then he mentions doctrine. And that's kind of a, a funny word. And, and I, I don't like big theological words because I feel really stupid sometimes. Um, but I Googled it too. as holding to your beliefs, holding to what you believe to be true. And so it's that content, constant practice of what you have learnt in times of teaching, in times around the Bible and discussing things together, holding true to it. Then Paul goes on to say, do not neglect the gift that is in you. Do not neglect your gift. Who knows what their spiritual gifts are? Hands up. That's good. Love it. Who uses the spiritual gifts that they have? Good. That's a yeah, pretty like 10 for 10. I like that. Uh, don't neglect your gifts. Everyone is gifted in different ways. Some are gifted in teaching, music, creative, service, admin, whatever it may be. Don't neglect them because we all have a part to pay, play or pay in the community. And if you don't know your gifts, 
maybe suss out. We actually do a spiritual gifts workshop, so say hey to me, Dan or um, Corey, and we'll be able to get that happening. Then he goes on to say, meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine, continue in them. Meditate, be diligent, prayer, pray, dwell. I like to think of it as marinate, just kind of like soak yourself in Jesus, which sounds really odd, but like that's in my head. You know, you get the chicken kind of gets really juicy. And so like you've got like, <laughs> it's like lemon and thyme flavored and the chicken actually tastes like lemon and thyme, not just the marinate. So yeah, that meditate, marinate. If it doesn't help you, don't do it. It's fine. Um, but explore things. Unpack your thoughts. If you're thinking about things, talk with others. Don't just keep it to yourself. Actually do it together. That public sense, that community sense. Be an example in your vulnerability. The next thing it says, give yourself entirely. That's your whole life. That's not, oh, goodness, it's Sunday evening. Whew, tick. Done. I've done my Jesusness. Um, I'm a good Christian. I'm being an example on a Sunday. No, it's give yourself entirely. That's your whole life, every moment, even the ones that no one else sees. And continue in them. The NIV says persevere, and I kind of like the persevere a little bit better than continue because to me it's reminding us that we don't have to get it right every time. We're not going to be a perfect example of training in godliness, a perfect example to all believers in word, conduct, love, spirit, faith and purity all the time but we persevere we get back up and we keep going and I think that example is even more powerful than someone who's perfect and has it all together all the time so what are we doing we're being a disciple of Jesus by exercising or training ourselves toward godliness and in that we're being an example we're discipling others we're discipling all believers in word and conduct love spirit faith and purity and I want to share a story. I had two stories, but I'm going to go with one. And this is my, my story on why bother. We can have our why, we can have all this, but why actually bother? And I've had this friend, we've been best friends for maybe 10 years. She's not a Christian. I don't think I've ever shared the gospel with her once. If you're thinking about the gospel being um, Jesus died on the cross for you so you can be forgiven of your sins and live happily ever after. I've never actually said that kind of stuff to her. But I like to think and I hope that I have shared the gospel with her because I've been consistently persevering in pursuing and training in godliness. Because in year 12, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll go to that party, but I've got youth group first. Or because in uni, I would go home after a party or get up early just to drive to church. And it wasn't me ticking off the thing, but it was just me showing my priorities. And it's going to look like different for everybody, but that was me. And so she saw my consistency. She saw my perseverance. She saw all of me. And I was chatting with her on Monday, and I, I pray for her a lot. I'm just like, she needs Jesus. Well, everyone does. But this particular friend, I just, I just so want her to know that she's loved. And... I was chatting with her on Monday and we were just talking about stuff 
and um, she's talking, asking me about work. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's good. She's like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, yeah, like we do kids' things and it's really good, like, you know, teaching them about the Bible and helping them explore in their own way and da-da. Anyway, a bit later on, she goes, it's so great that you're so passionate. She's like, it's so obvious to me and everyone how passionate you are about your God, how passionate you are about your faith. She's like, I don't believe it, but I love that you're so passionate. She's like, I wish I could be passionate about something. And it dawned on me that even though I haven't shared the gospel, the fairy tale message, I have shown her that I actually care. And passion is contagious. Passion stands out and passion is noticeable. So why do we bother? Why do we bother to pursue godliness? Why do we bother to exercise, to train? Because it shows. And when it shows, that's when we can be an example. So I want to take you back to your why. Why do you believe? And it's allowed to change and it's allowed to grow this answer. Mine used to be because my parents told me it was true. But it's changed to because I've experienced God love, God's love when I didn't think I was lovable. Because I've experienced his provision when it's, everything seemed impossible. Because I've experienced his presence when I was at my very end. What's your why? Why do you believe? Why do you call yourself a Christian, a disciple, or a follower? I was chatting with Mitch just before. Why do you call yourself a sports fan, an Essendon supporter, a coffee connoisseur? Why? So we want to be associated with that thing. I want to be associated with God. I want to be associated and I want others to know that I believe in him. When I think about disciple, I call myself a disciple because I'm constantly learning. I'm not perfect. I don't have anything together, really. I'm reading this, preparing tonight. I'm like, whoa, God, that's new. I I didn't think about that before. It's exciting. I call myself a follower because I'm committed. It's a whole life thing and I genuinely want to follow him anywhere. Why do you call yourself a Christian? And why are you a part of or why do you go to church? This church, any other church? Why do you see it as important? Is it just for community? Cool. Is it just to tick a box? I don't know. I want to challenge you. I don't think there's anything wrong with either phrase, a part of or go to. But to me, a part of has this sense where church is family. It's a whole life thing. I'm a part of this. Go to seems a bit more placid. Don't know if that's the right word, but I think you got what I mean. Church is an event. It's a one-off thing you go to once a week. Are you a part of or do you go to? So I want to encourage you as you go out this year, 2022, uh, and into the rest of life, what is your why? And are you willing to exercise, to train yourself toward, towards godliness? And are you willing to be an example to everyone else, not just believers, but to all people of the God that you believe in, the God that is your why? I'm going to pray and then I hand over to Corey. Dear God, thank you, thank you so much that you died for us, that you love.
loved us so much that you sent your son because you wanted to get to know us. You wanted to hang out with us. You wanted to be our friend. You wanted us to know you. You wanted us to love you. Thank you that you rose again, defeating evil and making it possible for us to know you. Lord, I pray for every person here. Lord, I pray that you would continue to show them more and more of how much you love them of what it means to be a disciple of you and what it means to disciple others. Lord, may you show us and reaffirm us and challenge us in our why. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged as you listened in. As I said at the top of the podcast, we loved having and hosting you in this way, but we'd love to hear from you and pray for you. So please drop us a line via our website or better yet, if you're local to Melbourne, drop in on one of our Sunday gatherings. Peace and love, friends. Have a great week.